Everybody, this is Ask Dr. Gans the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it. Everybody feels it, but what do you do with it? Well, how can you get it handled so that you can be your best, do your best, but most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're talking about right here on our podcast, which is Ask Dr. Gans. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, alongside registered psychologist Dr. Gans Ferentz. How you doing today? I am wonderful as always. Topic today on podcast number 14. And when you sent this one off to me, I went, oh, this is going to be a fun one. And it is how to stop yelling at your kids. <laughs> and there'll be a lot of people. Well, my initial reaction was I laughed. But uh, this is a serious topic because it's a tough one for parents, is it not? Well, it is. Well, you know, here's the deal, right? So when they do the studies about what stresses people out, right, the number one stress for individuals and for couples is money. Like, uh, you know, dealing with finances, either having enough, knowing what to do with it. When you're in a relationship, how do you, what, what is your, um, your mindset around it? You know, do you agree on it? But the number two, very, very close number two, they're almost tied is kids. It's parenting, right? Um, it's understanding what it is. Are the kids well-behaved? Are, do you know what you're doing? Do you feel like you know what you're doing? And so, you know, when you don't have parenting handled, when you have kids, it can be a very, very stressful thing. So we're here to help you get, get a handle on that and make things better for you, but also for them. Three key words for me. You mm -hmm. tell me if I'm wrong. Peace and quiet <laughs> are big ones in our household, but it's well, easier said than done. Well, you, you know, because well, it depends on the age of the kids, obviously, right? But I think yep. it's, you know, for the little kids, I think it's important to build a little bit of that in, right? Um, a lot of us have, uh, when I know when my kids were younger, we used to have like a bedtime ritual, right? And it's wonderful to have some routine because then the kids sort of know the deal. They know the drill. They know how it goes. And, and having that time where kids get to wind down, where you as a parent get to wind down. And it could be for me, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd lie in the bed with the kids and I'd read hop on pop and they would actually try to Hop on pop. So, you know, good thing my abs were good at that time. Um, but, uh, but you know, like uh, it, it's, it's really a nice thing to have that quiet time where you're slowing down and things are settling in. They sleep better. You feel better. You feel connected with them. But when things go off the rails, I'll tell you, there's nothing like mommy and daddy guilt that uh, can drive you crazy. And I got to think that the, what, the parents action, we can talk about what the kids do. Oh yeah. But the, the, the kids feed off of the parents' actions. Oh, yeah, yeah. We set the tone, right? Yeah. That's always how it is. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I always say chaos breeds stress, okay? So <laughs> yeah, you whether it's chaos in the environment, like not having, you know, a standard way to do things in your house, or if it's chaos in your own, like, sort of personal system as a parent, um, when we feel undone, we spread the wealth, right? The kids get it. And uh, yeah, I, I say the kids are like little satellite dishes, right? They just soak up the energy in the area. They don't know what to do with it, but then they th run it through an amplifier and spit it back to you, right? So <laughs> <laughs> you want to you make sure you're, you're stable so that you can help the kids to calm down. 
Well, let's take a look at some strategies that you at home can try at home yes. to make things a little easier. And one of the things we have to point out that, okay, my household, a 12-year-old and a 24-year-old, mm-hmm. So I guess the question is, is this going to work on teens and kids that have grown at the next level? I guess a parent yeah, is always everybody. going to be a parent, yeah, right? exactly. I mean, and listen, there's there are different stages to parenting, right? I mean, uh, the first stage is trying to keep them alive, right? It's like I want to make sure they're fed and they're changed and they're happy and interact with them. As they get a little older, um, you know, our job is to direct them and guide them, right? As they get older than that, it's to help them to train, help them to understand how the world works and build in the internal mechanisms that will give them the discipline and the things they they need to make it on their own in the wild once we release them, right? And so uh, it does change over time. And those of us with kids who are, depending on the kid, but typically over about 12 to 13 to 15, we're now consultants, right? We're not, we're not puppet <laughs> masters anymore. No. We're consultants. And so our job is to um, maintain the relationship. We still have to have rules for our house, obviously, but we need to maintain the relationship so that um, if the kids do, when the kids do have run into a wall or they got a question or whatever, they feel comfortable coming and talking to us and we can give them some guidance. Parents do not, do not cave in on this one. You got to be consistent. Have to be consistent. <laughs> So, you know, going back to that point, chaos creates stress. Uh, Consistency is so, so important. So when I talk about consistency, I'm talking about consistency between the adults in the home. So a lot of us are in blended family situations or, you know, shared custody or whatever. If we can be consistent between the households, that's awesome. That's not always possible, though. But at least for the, the adults that are in the home, there needs to be some consistency between those two or three people or however many people are there looking after the kids, right? So the rules got to be the same. The uh, uh, consequences got to be the same. The timing's got to be cons- the same. But even more important, consistency within us over time. So I got to be the same. I got to have the same rules. The same stuff needs to apply when I'm tired when I'm feeling good, when I'm happy, when I'm pissed off, I got I got to be the same because kids need that routine. They need to know where they stand. And if we don't have that, it makes them feel really undone. And then they act up. Then, you know, it's off to the races for all of us. Not only are we talking about consistency, but there has to be a level of communication between the two yeah. parents to make sure that you're not getting played. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, kids are masters at splitting people, right? It's like, oh, mom says no, well, let me go ask dad. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, dad said, right? You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it communication between the two of you. And I, I would say even setting up the, 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 what the boundaries are and also the consequences when those boundaries are breached. I, I tell people, look, it's better to have two or three rules that you can actually enforce than to have 20 rules that you're kind of sloppy on, right? <laughs> so, you know, it's far better if you guys can't agree, then can come up with something that, you know, like one or two things you guys can agree on. Okay, then set those up. Because if you don't have that, you're undermining the other partner, but then you're undermining yourself. And then, you know, the kids are running the, the ship, right? And that's that's not good. Yeah, exactly. The, the other thing, too, that, that I, I, I find interesting, and this has relieved a lot of stress for me, and that is if I'm being asked, and I know that he's already talked to mom, mm-hmm. is that I throw it right back at him. I say, well, what is your mom saying? Right. <laughs> because what I'm now doing is I'm putting the pressure on him yep. to parrot exactly what she said because mm-hmm. I'm going to go check. He will know yeah. if he doesn't give me the answer that mom gave him, there's consequences for that. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. Yep. Throw it back in their court, right? Exactly. Yeah. 
what my wife and I did is, um, and you know, we still do it because I, you know, I got a, a 15 and a 19 year old. And what we do is we, we will, um, if there is something that comes up that we're not sure about, right? We, we have this, well, we, not so much now, but we had this rule when they were younger that if we can't get the other person to, to know about it and weigh in on it, then this, the answer is automatically no, right? So you got to bring stuff with enough time for us to be able to talk so we're all on the same page. And, and then, you know, the other thing is that, uh, that works really well and that we did our, in ourselves for our, in our family is we, we kind of know where certain lines are, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, is it okay for your three-year-old to go over for a sleepover at people you don't know? Well, no, that's not going to be cool for, for us. So we both know where the other one stands. But we also had the agreement that either one of us could veto, right, if, if we felt that it was like if, if the alarm bells were going off way too loud, not for trivial stuff, but if we somehow felt, ah, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, I, feel, I don't feel safe with this. Uh, I really worry about this. Because sometimes it's not even so much that we um, can articulate exactly why, but there's something in us. Some alarm bells are coming, going off, that spidey sense. Yeah. Just saying, I'm, I'm not digging that. And so we had the agreement that if, if that happens for either of us, we would support that and listen to it. And okay, we're going to like, we can wait because the kids will survive if they don't go to a sleepover, if they don't go to the hockey game, or if they don't, whatever, whatever it is. They'll, they're going to survive. It's a long life, right? So if we're at a sink, we always do a thing called a team meeting. Mm-hmm. And we get together, there'll be the three of us. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of discuss it a little bit. Yeah. And everyone kind of makes their case. And then we know that somebody is going to have to, I don't want to use the term cave in, but yeah. somebody is going to have to bend a little bit mm-hmm. and then we're able to come to more of a consensus and we kind of go with that but i like that open communication and i think that that works really well for us oh yeah i love it i love the fact that you guys can do that and especially with an older older child like he's, you said he's 12 right so yep. it's like yeah he he's of the age where he can actually have that kind of conversation with you and you know like contribute and weigh the options and that sort of thing right so that's that's great one of the things i tell parents too is like if Let's say, and this has happened to me, you know, I might, let's say, overreact, for example. Come <laughs> to on. something that happens, right? <laughs> so let's say you're grounded till you're 25, right? It's like, okay, right? And so my wife is brilliant with this. So she'll like, okay, well, okay, well, so you're grounded till 25, son. Uh, Gans, can I talk to you over here? You know, <laughs> take me out of the situation for a while. Calm me down. Discuss it with me. And maybe grounded till he's 25 is not going to work. Because to 20? Then, well, yeah. Because <laughs> the other thing is, if he's grounded to 25, one of us is grounded till he's 25, too, because we've got to enforce yes, it, right? Yes, exactly. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe the weekend, you know what I mean? What do you think, right? And we come up with something that works for both of us that we can both live with. But now, I'm the one that, that laid down the law. I'm the one that's got to go fix it, right? So I go yeah. back, and I got to say, hey, you know what, son? I'm sorry. I overreacted or, you know, I jumped the gun on this. So here's the new thing. In speaking with your mom, I was able to see that, you know what, maybe the weekend's better. So you're only grounded till the weekend. I don't say, well, your mom went to bed oh, for you yeah. yet again. And so you only have to be, you know what I mean, and, and throw her under the bus or, you know, like split us. I say, no, we have made this decision and we have come up with a different plan that this is better. But I take responsibility for, you know, blowing up and going too far. 
Coming up in a second, we're going to talk about why everybody needs to know their role and also that one expression that can often set some parents off, and we'll get to that in a second. But this is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We talk about stress, and there's a lot of it on this topic today. You can check us out on Facebook. Just go to Ask Dr. Gans. Okay, before we get to know everybody's role, the one thing that just drives me nuts, and I don't know how to respond to it, but I'm getting much better, is, and this is what you'll hear, well, times have changed. <laughs> and I always say to myself, no, not really, because some of the basics are still going to be right. the basics. Right, exactly. Times have changed. You know, listen, that is a true, that, that is like literally true. Like there's a lot of stuff that the kids now have to deal with that we never, that weren't even invented when we were kids, right? I mean, so there, there, there's a lot more coming at the kids, a lot more, um, uh, they're a lot more savvy and, you know, sort of uh, aware than we were at, at the ages that, uh, that they are, right? So I get that that's true. But yes, you're right. There are principles <laughs> that are consistent even when times do change. And so it's our job as parents to, and adults, whether we're like biological parents or just, you know, just adults in the house when their kids around, it's our job to figure out, well, what is situational and what is sort of more like a universal law or a principle that we need to uphold. And, um, yeah. So I, I hear that all the time. It's like, yeah, times have changed and I just go with it. Yep. Absolutely. Just, so what, what do you think has changed and ask them, they'll articulate, well, this and that, and so-and-so's parents let me, let them do this. And everybody's oh, here we got go. a cell phone and yeah. everybody, right. It's like, okay, that's cool. And here are the principles that you need to understand. So a lot of parents, you know, that might be cool for them. Here's what I'm trying to do and why I'm trying to do it for you, right? And and so helping to, one, articulate those principles for the child. So, I mean, they're, they're going to fight it anyway, but at least you're, you're planting seeds for them. But then also letting them know that every time you come to me with that stuff, we're going to have this principle conversation. Oh, yeah. So that you understand where we're coming from. Biggest thing for me, and this has relieved the stress for me when I hear times have changed. I now internalize that. I've, I've learned just to take you a just big, roll deep your, breath. your eyes. No, yeah. I don't even do that anymore because that's too much of a giveaway, but it's yeah. just, uh, the other thing too is it's important for everybody to know their role. Yeah. yeah is it yeah. not? Yeah, absolutely. So look at the big thing here is that parents have a role and kids have a role. Okay. So the parents role, our, our, our biggest role is, you know, first of all, we got to play the long game, right? This is not about what happened today or what happens in two minutes, right? This is about what happens in uh, 18 to 25 years. Okay. <laughs> so a long game. So our role as parents is to raise happy, healthy, productive, well-adjusted members of society. Right. And that is, a, that takes some time. So when they're little, our job is to set the parameters. We have to set the little box where these are the expected behaviors and you are free to make these choices within the behaviors outside the boundaries of the box are the rules and when you stay inside the box, the, you make decisions along those lines, the consequences are positive. When you step over the line, the consequences are more negative. They should be natural and in, in keeping with what the, step, what the line breach is like, right? Yep. But our job as parents is to set, set the box and then, you know, man the boundary, right? man the walls, right? Uh, as the kid gets older, the box gets bigger. Inside the box are more choices. So they get, you know, do you like the blue socks or the red socks? I want to wear flippers. Well, no, no, <laughs> blue or red, okay? And you set the, those parameters. 
eventually, as you do that, if you do this with love and you do this with uh, showing the kids that you like, you care about who they are and you have strong expectations for their behavior, both, not one or the other or a balance of both, both strong, um, they will start to internalize those rules. They will start to have those boundaries for themselves so that as the box gets bigger, they stay within the box. If they can internalize those rules, they, you know, you accomplish your job. They get out and they're in the world and they know how to hunt and whatever they need to do in the wild to support themselves. If they don't internalize those rules, well, then society has a box for them. And that box has, you know, bars and guards and <laughs> you don't want yeah. them to end up in that box. But, you know, so they have to have those internalized rules for themselves so they understand how life works for them. Often used to feel challenged by the, you know, the, the kid trying to, getting by those boundaries a little bit. And then I realized, well, my job is to set the boundaries, yep. but I guess it's his job to test them. His job is to try to get out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that is, that is a normal, very normal, and actually healthy part of the interaction that we have with our kids. We need to remember that because if we don't remember that, then we're going to take it personally. We're going to get pissed off, or that's when we start yelling and start freaking out, right? But, yeah, their job is to try to get over the wall. Our job is to make sure we, you know, we're understanding where the – tunnels are and make sure the walls are high because if they don't try to get out of the box, then they're not going to have the juice for life, right? They, they need to know that they can test the limits and that the limits are there. And we love them enough to hold the limits in a calm way with love, but they still are not going to get over the wall, right? And, and when they can continue to push and continue to try, but internalize the, the, where those boundaries are, Life is good. They have enough juice to go out into life and kind of fight for themselves and advocate for themselves, but they also have enough discipline and self-control to make good decisions for themselves that lead to long-term happiness. Another thing that must stress some parents is the want and the need to say, I told you so, when <laughs> you basically told them, but they have to they have yeah. to go their own way, right? They have to. They have to experience it themselves, right? I, I, and this is, I, I have fallen down on this so many times myself, and I've had to go back to my daughter and my son and say, listen, I am very, very sorry. I shouldn't be saying that. You're, you're allowed to make mistakes, and yes, I did tell you, but it doesn't matter. You have to figure this out for yourself. I was watching a show, and I was listening to Will Smith the other day, right? And he was, he was being interviewed, and he was saying, you know, when he was, when he was young, uh, he was finishing high school, and his mom was saying, you know, you got to go to, you got to go to like college because you can't, you're not going to be able to survive. You're not going to make anything of yourself. If you don't go to college. And so he had a choice to make. Does he go down the music path or does he go to college? Right. He went down the music path and now he's worth a hundred million dollars. Right. So it kind of worked out for him. Yeah. And he said, he said, he has to remember this with his own kids. He has to remember that they have to, we can't make our choices for our children. We have to understand that our children have to take the path they're going to take and we can offer them our wisdom. We can offer them our experience, but it's up to them to take it. And even, you know, just like any good consultant, you give them your best, but they can totally ignore you and go run head first into the wall if they want. Our job as parents is to just be there and help them, you know, put bandages on after, I guess. This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. We're talking about stress today. This is parental stress today. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can take a look at us online, too, at askdrgans.com. Doctor is D-R, so that's askdrgans.com. One of the things uh, to touch on next is focus on the principle and not just the particular. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get caught in whatever the person's doing at the time, whatever the kid is doing at the time, right? Because it, it might be, like, if, you, if your kid never lies, for example, right? 
but they are super stressed and they tell a lie. Well, yes, you have to you have to talk to them about it's not good to lie, but they're not a bad kid. They're not a lying kid. But if your kid doesn't like is really good at it, never gets caught lying, they always have like, you know, um, believable deniability or whatever, right? They're just really good at it. Yeah. Well, then you got to talk to them about being sneaky and about being honest and talk to them about what that means and the idea that people can trust honest people. But if they're dishonest, even if they're not out and out lying, but they're sneaky and they're doing things that are leaving things out and different things like that in what they're talking about, then, then, you know, that's, that's more of a principle that needs to be addressed. And so we really need to have that idea as parents that we need to look at the bigger picture. You want to teach the principle and not get lost in the particular. And, you know, and a lot of times that's when we take stuff personally, we start yelling. Parents tend to use timeouts as a punishment, but what is a sports timeout? <laughs> a sports timeout is exactly what it sounds like. I, I love basketball. Basketball is great. It's got like a ton of timeouts every every half, right? So what what the what the good coach will do is that if their team is falling apart, if they can't quite get it together, or the other team's on a run, they'll call a timeout and reset. Right? They'll break up the momentum of whatever is happening. Right. Bring their team in to sit down, call a play to settle everybody down, and then get back out there. And they usually change the momentum of the game that way. So that's 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 the idea of a timeout. Right. We've been taught, uh, I think, just as a reaction to physical discipline like spanking and different things like that, that we should you know give a timeout instead. But those types of timeouts are more like punishment in terms of well, you've been bad, so you don't get my attention or you don't get to interact with people and it can be you know very hurtful to kids but also we're teaching them not to connect with people or things or us and so a better approach is a sports timeout which says okay you know what i can see you're kind of starting to lose it a little bit but and before you make a big mistake why don't we go and regroup you know why don't we you know let's take a timeout and let's go sit quietly for a second or Let's take a timeout. Let's go read a book, or let's you know, let's let's go for a walk. Let's do something to break the momentum of the negative behavior because you can kind of see it coming when you start paying attention to it. Me factor the book. <laughs> yeah, how does this apply here? And as, as I've told you before, I've read the book and it's going to sit on that bookshelf now because it's not just a book to me anymore. It is the kind of uh, publication that I'll go to frequently yeah. looking for little tidbits that might not have made sense to me when I read it, but yeah. all of a sudden now it's very applicable. Well, it's the manual that I use to keep myself straight, right? So the way this comes, the way this shows up is this. Kids do not learn what we teach them. Kids learn what they live, right? They, they catch values. They, they absorb the energy that's happening around us. And uh, so if we are not taking care of ourselves, we are not going to be our best as parents. That's just how it is. If I'm tired and I'm frustrated, I haven't eaten properly or done the things I need to do to take care of myself, it's going to be hard for me to be a consistent parent. It's going to be hard for me to pay attention to the, the, um, the big picture and the long-term uh, game that we're playing. So I have, it all starts with me. It starts with you as a, as a parent looking after yourself so you can be present for your kids, be the kind of parent you want to be. 
and create the consistency consistency that makes home life calm and enjoyable for everybody. So the, the me factor of the book or the me factor of the system is the idea that we have to take care of ourselves first so that we can bring the energy that is good for our kids. We can bring that calm. We can bring that joy. We can bring that love because love starts with us. If I love myself, it's easier for me to love my kids. If I don't love myself, well, then I'm going to try to squeeze love from the environment. And if they can't give it to me, I'm going to get pissed off and it's not going to be good for anybody. The book and also various seminars are available on your website. Absolutely. And we're out of time. I can't believe how fast this one went today. All I know is this parenting to me is fun and it's challenging and I've taken the stress out of it. (laughs) Well, you know what? I say there are three great uh, great classes or schools of life. One is like uh, commission sales. One is being in a committed relationship. And one is parenting. And if you take any one of those things seriously, you have to do your personal growth. Otherwise, you're not going to be good at it. So it can be great. It can be fun and very, very rewarding. That's it. This one, as, as I said, is blown by. Uh, yeah. One more time, because we like to say it before we wrap everything up, is the mission here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, we want to help as many people as possible. So if you like what you're hearing, please share it with somebody that you think will benefit from it because we want to make sure everybody has access to this and other good information that can help them improve their lives. And don't forget to check out all of the free resources, especially the free giveaways and all the great information we have on there. The website is askdrgans.com. That is askdrgans.com. Doctor is spelled D-R. And that's it for today. I feel worn out on this one. (laughs) This was a a good one. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. See you next time. One, two, three. Listen. (laughs) 